glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music, glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Music allowed this nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch Tuesday, August 3rd, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a brand new month. Yet again, 2020 is just speeding us by. Welcome back. It's episode 368. My name is Gabriel Hernandez, as always. And joining here live here on this brand new episode of Kicking It With The King. Like I said, August 3rd, 2021. It feels like we haven't been here in ages. But nevertheless, every single episode is designed to make you feel like we just made a huge comeback each and every time, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's good to be back here. Um, it definitely feels like we've been away for a while. Lots of stuff has happened in the last week or you know week or so since we've been back. But like in a lot of day, a couple days, a few days, a lot of crazy shits happened in, in a lot of ways. A lot of motivating things. Some. Um, exciting endeavors outside the podcast world and outside of my entertainment and podcasting career and stuff like that so some good stuff to look forward to and um, obviously like I said we're gonna continue to keep on doing the show regardless of how busy we get or regardless of anything else under the sun but like I said we are back it's good to be back um, I absolutely got shit-faced high last night and uh, passed out after work because I was just like um just absolutely tired. So, uh, there was this weed, okay, that my grandpa had for about, like, over a year. And I don't know if it was home. I think it might have been homegrown. So, he was given some homegrown, uh, some homegrown weed. My cousin didn't like it at all. He said it was absolute trash. Um, but I, I get some leftover, you know, little buds and stuff like that. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever been without weed or, you have like a few more days until you get paid and you can't restock on your product and stuff. And, uh, it's like, oh fuck, I'm just going to smoke the, that, what is it called? Like if you, if you, if you're fucking low on cash and you're trying to wait to your next payday to restock fully, they're like the roaches and shit, you know, how people hit the roaches or if they got the vape pens, they're, they're hitting them a little bit towards the end and stuff, which is not particularly the most healthy thing. If you're doing the vape pens, I'll pick smoking a, uh, What's it called? Uh, Health-wise, I'd pick smoking the joint or uh, what's it called? A roach over smoking like the ending of a pen. I've done it a couple times. 
That shit tastes metallic-y, like metal. It got me high. It got the job done, but health-wise, I think it did more damage than it didn't do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really buy weed too often when I go to the stores and stuff. When I do go out to the weed shops, I do get um, a restock of my Stizzy cartridges each and every time because every time I, I get a new one, I get a different one. Uh, I think I've pretty much gotten a new, all the flavors that have come out, except like a couple of them and stuff like that. But, uh, the last one I got was the watermelon Z. That's the one I'm currently working on still. We got, a a half a, a gram left, I do believe. Where's my pen at? All right, let's look at it. It's like a, is that half? Yeah, it's, it's half. It's a half a gram. I mean, back in the day, like, probably like about a year ago maybe a year and a half now or so coming up on a year and a half ago like i used to work two jobs and do the podcast but i don't how did i even get time to do my my podcast during that time oh it would be like i think it would be because like days that i didn't have friday saturday sunday i would have my schedule open so i'd have friday saturday sunday to do whatever the hell I wanted, and other than talk about, I don't know, I would, I would go and eat some, uh, like, food and stuff, but, like, uh, you know, other than Friday, Saturday, Sunday, my, I would have uh, one, only one job later on in the day, so I had the early mornings to do the show, but I don't like having pressure back to back, like, we used to be real busy and stuff, like, warehouse jobs and, and, and customer service, fast food, restaurant, whatever it is you do, it gets tough after a while, depending on how much energy you're exerting throughout the day and stuff, and yeah, I don't know, I don't realize I was uh, really working myself to death like that, but uh, yeah, that's stuff in the past, and uh, now we're in a more manageable of a, a better spot in a way, like, so I was like, I just, like, during 2020 and all that, I just wanted to work so bad, I didn't want to sit at home. I didn't want to sit back and uh, fucking wear these masks because I felt like they were limiting my breathing. And I did just talked about that. Um, was it the other day? Or no, or no. I, I talked about it on the show, but I talked about it the other day, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, speaking of the masks, ladies and gentlemen, let's just get let's get into something that is a current event in our world. Um, the mask mandate has been reinstated, I believe, in California in a lot of businesses, along with, if we have not mentioned before, um, mandatory vaccines for specific companies. So not every single, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, not every single state is absolutely told to follow the mask guidelines, it's up to each and every single business whether or not they want to enforce these. And at this point in time, a lot of people, uh, you know, just want to get back to normal. They're tired of living in this uh, current state of the world. But in reality, we have the Delta variant on, um, I was going to say on the loose like it's a like it's a criminal or something. No, we have the Delta variant on the rise and lots of uh, health risks and and you know obviously it seems to be a lot more rapid and a lot more stronger than the coronavirus strain. But uh, according to CDC, 
if you take the Chrome. Let, let's pull that up. Let's pull that up. That that should give some people some confidence if you choose to believe what they say. Because I know that the government can be a very corrupt place. Uh, can be a very very corrupt place. So let's let's pull it up. CDC. Uh, I do believe they have Instagram too. So let's pull it up. Okay. So it says. If well, this is isn't the exact article, but we can read that too, and then we can follow up on the recent statement that's made by the people that control all of us. These are all the people that tell us they set the standards, they set the guidelines, and it's up to the states to abide by what the CDC does, and they heavily push all the CDC guidelines on all of the American people, let alone the world. Because it's not just an American-based company. They can foresee a lot of stuff for other places, too, in the world. And, you know, obviously they lead the the fight for coronavirus, and they're the lead people. So everybody's looking at what they're saying. I'm going off what the CDC is saying, so I'm going to do everything the CDC is saying. So are the COVID-19 vaccinations working? Here is the article, which one day ago... It says, yes, the 163 million fully vaccinated people in the United States have protection against all known variants, including Delta. Vaccination helps them avoid serious illnesses, hospitalization, and death. Unvaccinated individuals account for nearly all the hospitalizations and deaths in the country. Uh, despite a surge in infections that are similar to what we saw last summer, Deaths are down more than 70% thanks in part to vaccination. Getting fully vaccinated is the best thing you can do to protect yourself and those around you. Okay, that sounds like an honest statement. So let's be positive here. Let's not create any conspiracies. Let's not talk any uh, lies or anything else behind that. Let's go back here. So here's one that says also, if vaccinated people can spread the virus, shouldn't everyone wear a mask? Every CDC, CDC is currently urging everyone in substantial and high transmission areas to wear a mask, including people who are fully vaccinated. If you are fully vaccinated and in a low spread area, you could still consider wearing a mask, particularly if you live with someone who is immunocompromised, unvaccinated, or at risk of serious disease. So, um, substantial and high transmission areas for example los angeles uh, heavily populated by lots of people people from all over the world coming flying in from the airports people uh walking around all the tourists especially near like the uh what's it called staples center and obviously like i said just the whole city of Los Angeles is heavily populated by lots of people. Um, tourist attraction places are full, usually. I mean, regardless of a pandemic or not, people still want to be out and doing things. And if you were to go today to one of those hot spots, I'm pretty sure you might get sick. Maybe. Maybe or not. Maybe not. But if you go to one of those places right now, you'd probably see a lot of people there, depending on the day, depending on the time of day, because a lot of people have work, and a lot of people aren't necessarily work, uh, what is it called, not necessarily doing because every single day of the week, you know, there, there's times where I'll do some shit on a Wednesday, and I'm just like, everyone's still at work, and I'm over here chilling. It's because I'm off on Wednesdays and Thursdays, so really don't have to worry too much about it. Um... 
but anyways, like I said, so, uh, yeah, so it says, um, substantial and high transmission areas to wear a mask. Uh, my job reinstated the mask mandate as we were required all to wear masks now. Um, I mean, I think it's because the, um, there's been a couple of like cases within the city and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of people that are, uh, out and about and, you know, obviously you test positive or you're, you're experiencing symptoms and stuff that's that's going to be a very bad look for you and your company because if you have someone at your company who's fully vaccinated yet they get the delta variant it's just a bad look you can't risk it especially if you don't know everything that the delta variant brings i mean we kind of got a taste of what coronavirus is because of the whole 2020 year so now one year later in in summer we're we're really um, you know we're we're really trying to use all the experiences we can to make sure that our overall quality of life is is a lot better than it was last year because we have a lot more experience and you know obviously not experience with this new variant but we have experience when it comes to safety when it comes to properly uh you know protective equipment and so PPE and being safe and and washing your hands and and making sure I mean just in general it, it just just like if you were sick in general or you had the regular flu or you just got a cough and you know it's that contagious cough uh I was around so and so now I'm sick and now I passed it on but eventually it all dies down and it doesn't just like go off into the sunset and start attacking everybody I mean you get little mild cases of a cold or something like that and it goes away in a few days it's like you don't know what's going to happen when you get this uh delta variant so i mean i urge everybody to stay safe out there definitely safety is the number one priority because you don't want to see anybody in pain you never know what it's truly like i mean just because we don't see the number or see the people and what they're going through doesn't mean it's not there so um enough on the delta variant that wasn't even originally what we were gonna uh, start this off but we've got fights this weekend obviously the ufc returns to pay-per-view this week uh, weekend, August 7th, we got the interim UFC heavyweight title on the line as Derek Lewis takes on Cyril Gann in the main event for the interim UFC heavyweight title. Um, the winner fights, obviously, the champion, Francis Ngannou, which is kind of crazy, like I said. Why did they come up with an interim title? And it seemed like Francis did it win the, win the title not that long ago, so it's kind of weird to see that happen but uh, nevertheless it creates more buzz and it creates more uh attention on the card and it gives them a little bit more uh of a pump to f uh, give them a little bit of a more a bigger incentive to fight and to win because they're guaranteed the shot at the champion next unless all hell breaks loose so in the main event we've got Derek lewis taking on cyril gan and a co-main event, which recently just got moved up to the co-main event, a bantamweight showdown, banger of a, of a fight, Jose Aldo versus Pedro Munoz, that's a great one, uh, a showdown at 170 pounds as uh, Michael Chiesa takes on Vicente Luque, an interesting and excellent fight at 170 pounds, a, a real important fight, uh, I feel like in the side of of Michael Chiesa because he's kind of one of those fresh faces that slowly but surely crept himself uh, up the ladder and um, 
obviously number five in that 170 pound division. So, I mean, there's a lot of fights to make at 170 pounds. Add Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque in there because both men are surging and both men are, you know, uh, fun fights and uh, both men are uh, fun to watch. I mean, Vicente Luque is absolutely a savage. I mean, he has nasty power. You know, obviously, look what he did to Mike Perry's nose. I mean, he has a knockout power for days, and you know he's good in all areas and stuff, and trains with some really good guys too. So, I mean, it's gonna be a tough fight, but hey, it's a it's a banger. It's a great card. Uh, I can't wait. This is actually a pretty solid card. I mean, I really like it. It's interesting. It's a good card to watch. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna necessarily break pay per view sales or anything like that, but hey, it's it's gonna be something to watch here. Um. A women's strawweight bout between Tisha Torres and Angela Hill, um, number 10 versus number 12. And then uh, the bantamweights um, starting the card off, uh, Song Yadong versus Casey Kenny. So, um, Casey Kenny does look like someone who hits one of those gravity bongs. I've seen a video of him hitting one of the gravity bongs. He fought Dominic Cruz to a split decision in his last fight, so... Interesting to see how Casey Kenny comes back from uh, the loss to Cruz, even though it was a split decision. Um, both men actually lost both their fights, too. So it'll be interesting to see who can come back from a loss with that. So let's get into the main event. Uh, like I said, uh, that we were we did. I did spend a lot of time thinking about. I did spend a lot of time uh, um, previewing and it's, it's an interesting fight. The rise that Surreal Gan slowly but surely has made in in a short period of time it feels like. Let's pull up Surreal Gan's uh, Wikipedia just so we can have it on on deck to look at some of the uh, the last fight. I'm curious. I know he's fought Junior Dos Santos. He's fought Jarzino Rosenstrike, um, and you know obviously he's just he's fucking good, man. I really enjoy Surreal Gan so. I mean, he started from top to bottom. I mean, his first fight in 2019, he beats uh, Rafael Pezzoa by a submission arm triangle choke. And uh, he'll hook victory in his next fight against Dontel Mays. Um, then Tanner Bozer, he beat by unanimous decision. Um, knocked out Junior Dos Santos, beat Jersey in the Rosen strike, and uh, beat Alexander Volkov. So he's, I mean, he's, he's comfortably making himself... Uh, well known in that division. I mean, if you look at some of the names he has, uh, Jarzino Rosenstrike, top ten fighter, Junior Dos Santos, always a good fight for anybody, uh, really to prove himself. I mean, if you get a win over Junior Dos Santos, that's pretty impressive nowadays, honestly. Um, Alexander Volkov, uh, he beat him in his last fight. So I mean, uh, Gan has had a a lot of fights back to back. I mean, he fought uh twice in December, and then. Uh, once in February, obviously, and then uh, now he's back in June, and we we just saw him in February, so, I mean, we just saw him in June, so we're getting s some Surreal Gan action quite frequently in 2021, so, interesting style, I mean, Derek Lewis, like I said, all respects to the great Black Beast, Derek Lewis, but complete fighters, I think that Surreal, obviously, is a lot more of a complete fighter, he has a lot more of a traditional style, a great Thai background, uh, 13 wins in Muay Thai. Uh, nine of those are by knockout, um, four wins by decision. Um, this guy has a background in striking, and he, he's perfectly placed. Like He placed a lot of his, his strikes perfect. 
you know, again, is very impressive. You know, a lot of people may come and say he's boring or last couple fights have been boring and stuff, but he kind of reminds me of a, a heavyweight version of, of John Jones, if I, if I may say that. And I'm not trying to compare Surreal Gan to John Jones, but stylistically wise, Gan and Jones are heavily similar in a lot of ways. And they don't, I mean, Gan has knockout power. But he hasn't necessarily been, oh my god, fucking flatline and everybody like Francis Ngannou has. But Gan is very technical. He's very sound on his feet. And if I could pick a fight for Gan, just even if this Derek Lewis fight didn't happen, I would love to see him against John Jones. Two undefeated fighters, essentially. I mean, Gan has a lot to prove in this fight with Derek Lewis, but also as a Derek Lewis is a dangerous man and every single punch he's throwing he's throwing to finish you man so Derek Lewis isn't a, isn't a a guy to sleep on Derek Lewis coming off of the win over Curtis Blades in the second round he knocked him out with a nasty uppercut um as Blade was going in for the takedown but Derek Lewis riding a nice four fight win streak and you know lost the last loss was in 2019 to Junior Dos Santos and then before that, he lost to the UFC heavyweight champion at the time, Daniel Cormier. Obviously, there's no, uh, that's no uh, shame in losing to him. But, uh, other than the loss to Mark Hunt back in 2017, Lewis has not lost. And he has uh, amassed a very impressive 7-2. He's 7-2 in his last nine. I mean, look at that. Look at his look at his resume from top to bottom. Okay, so he has a lot, first loss in the UFC to match Mitrion. I remember that. Um, he debuted on the Verdum versus the Travis Brown uh, card. That was back in 2014. He knocked out Jack May, knocked out Guto Innocence, uh, lost to Matt Mitrion, beat Ron Potts, lost to Sean Jordan, but then he went on one, two, three, four, five, six fight win streak, and then he lost to Mark Hunt. Went on a three fight win streak, and then lost to Cormier, lost to Dos Santos, and now Derek Lewis is on a four fight winning streak. I mean, as as crazy as it is, I mean, Derek Lewis just does not seem like. I mean, he is a good complete fighter, but I feel like it's one of those things where he's still getting better. So we haven't got the full version of Derek. So I'm not meaning Derek Lewis in a bad way. It's just we've seen it's been a while. But Derek Lewis has been successful though. That's the thing. But it's been a while to kind of see him be able to put everything together. Like he's been able to put all these things together. I mean, the Blogoy Ivanov fight was very close. Um We have the We had the um Alir Latifi fight where he utilized lots of wrestling and stuff too. I mean, he does have that fight and that win over Francis Ngannou. A very boring fight, one of the worst fights in UFC history. Uh, interesting to see them run it back. Hence, if uh, Derek Lewis is victorious on Saturday night against uh, against uh, Surreal Gan, but uh, you know, like I said, it can either be a perfect fight for Surreal Gan or it can be a more competitive fight on paper than a lot of people think and um you know it just depends because like i said anytime Derek lewis lands um it, it it's meant to take your head off his shoulders really literally and and i mean obviously surreal again uh you know i think like you know if he really if he really wants to 
Um, he can land some nasty kicks. And, and you know, Derek Lewis has shown, sus, uh, sus, uh, I can't even say the word, successively. He's been susceptible to body shots in the past. So, I mean, Gan has amazing kicks, knees, and, and clinch work. So, I feel like if he wanted to utilize his uh, his skill in the clinch, he, he, he can. And I think like, he can throw a really good place shot and hurt him like you know there's some keys to victory there but <clears throat> you know it's not it's easier said than done i obviously think it's a very close fight i like this one um obviously lewis isn't on a win streak for no reason he has fought and beaten some of the best in the world considering the, cha the heavyweight champion <coughs> excuse me has a win over the heavyweight champion chavis brown the gabriel gonzaga win roy nelson and the Shamil or the Kimov, these are all impressive wins, man. Very impressive wins, man. Let me let me tell you, but um, since he's amassed his four fight win streak, man, he's he's looked good, and you know, obviously last one performance of the night. I mean, knockout power. And when you get a guy with knockout power to strike soundly and 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 be patient and stuff like that, that that that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. Same thing with Francis, because Francis is a very dangerous puncher. Obviously, but he, he's looking to put everything together. But his bread and butter is the KOs, the knockouts and stuff. And the oh Lord knows if he puts someone in a submission, how terrifying that would be. I mean, it's terrifying seeing a big man like that wrestle and all that and, and really put it all together. And, you know, he's like the Mike Tyson, the modern day Mike Tyson of MMA. So, you know, like I said, it's interesting to see all these guys who weren't strikers or uh weren't you know who were much more than just uh obviously they were they were something before they came to the ufc you know what i mean I, what i mean by that it's like striking wise gan came from muay thai background Derek lewis i don't think Derek lewis even had a, a solid background in mma if i'm not mistaken i do i did uh i just realized this amongst probably other people too but uh Derek lewis was a protege of uh, George Foreman, and I think they cut ties when Derek Lewis chose MMA over boxing. I mean, Lord knows if Derek Lewis hits someone in a boxing match, and Derek Lewis in a boxing match would be a, a fun one. There's guys that can do those kinds of things. Like when you got UFC fighters, you, you could just pull a handful of them out and throw them in a bare, the bare knuckle cage and tell them to fight, and they will, I mean, guys like Masvidal, guys like freaking Derek Lewis, I mean, freaking people that throw down, I mean, Chris Levin wrecks over there, wreck, and sh wreck shop when he was over there, I mean, Vandalay Silva would be a good one, Vitor Belfort, you know, all these motherfuckers, man, I mean, Bare Knuckle is pretty brutal, man, let me tell you, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, Derek Lewis has an opportunity to realize a title around his waist, Regardless of it, re regardless of if it's interim or not, he has a solid claim to uh, say that he, he he is the legitimate champion as well. And it will mean a lot more if he wins because he has a win over Francis already. But in a lot of people's eyes, it's like, dude, that was the worst fight in UFC history. So if that's your stake to claim to victory off that the most boring fight in UFC history then we've got problems here. So the only better way to do this is if Derek Lewis wins against Cyril Gann in impressive fashion and or 
Cyril Gann beats the fuck out of Derek Lewis, technically, and beats him by decision, anything could happen. They could slip on a banana pill. Or Cyril could get knocked out in the first round. And that will really make Derek Lewis's stock rise for sure. I'm not saying I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just saying anything can happen in the sport. This sport's crazy. Um, I mean, I'd say, like, you know, Derek, sound-wise, like, striking-wise, I give the striking advantage to Cyril Gann. Power-wise, I give 100% to Derek Lewis. Um, very vicious. Let's pull up Derek Lewis's last fight. Okay, so we're only as good as our last fight, but we pull it up and see how he performed in his last fight. I mean, he fought uh, Curtis Blades, I thought, was going to take him down and try to hold him there. And, uh, you know, I really just didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think that. Uh, I mean, I, I knew, but I knew that if Curtis Blades was able to get Lewis down and hold him there, that it would be one of those victories that, you know, obviously may not have been impressive, but he got it done. All right. I want to see this. And there's a uh, there's a comment section on this fight on YouTube that says when you put all your stats in one ability, meaning like he probably put his uh all his stats in there. I mean, ooh, I mean. Blade still has Blade is still very dangerous, man. Let me, let me tell you. But uh, this heavyweight division, you can't play. It's just like Derek Lewis's striking isn't the best, but he has that power. So he's been able to beat people like that. That fight with Volkov, the famous one where he said his balls was hot and all that. Like that fight, he, he was losing that fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was multiple eye pokes. Stern warning by Herb. Five more seconds. Keep your fingers up. Don't do this. Fingers up. There you go. This is where the finish happens. I mean, Derek doesn't do anything. I mean, all respects to Lewis. But there isn't anything that I feel that he does impressive. I mean, other than the knockout power and a nasty ground and pound, if he connects, that's the exciting part about him. But, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, like Francis and Ganu kind. Francis Ngannou creates that kind of vibe. It's going to be interesting to see. Ooh, he's stiff. He is stiff as a board. Um, it'll be interesting. Look, he comes in, tries to go for the takedown, and Lewis lands that uppercut. Uh, follows up with another uppercut, and then a nasty right hand. Two nasty right hands to end that shit. Let's see that shit again. Look, he ducks in, and Derek throws that uppercut as he's ducking in, drops him, 
hammers his face into the canvas with two more nasty right hands. So Derek Lewis was ready for that takedown. He knew Blades was going to try to shoot in, and that was a nasty punch. Lord knows if you try to duck in and Surreal Gan tries to take Derek Lewis down, he might catch one of those uppercuts. But it's going to be interesting to really see because uh, Surreal has a very patient style. He, he he's similar to John Jones in a lot of ways. Like he has a, a very uh, patient style. He picks his shots wisely, regardless of if it's boring or not. He picks his shots, and he's very successful because of uh, his IQ and the way he's able to place his shots and and where he's able what he's able to do. You know what I mean? So it's it's gonna be a very interesting fight. It's it's gonna be a classic striker versus. Well, a brawler versus a, a, a well-rounded striker, because I'd say what Cyril Gan has been able to accomplish early in his career like that, it's, it's a fantastic thing to see. And, and they got the countdown show off. Yeah, I've yet to check that out. Let's let's check out a couple of little highlights from there, too. So that, that'd be cool. I have not checked it out yet. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you like our show, we are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Kicking with the King, um, subscribe to our sister show, Severely Open-Minded. Uh, last episode uh, was recent, too, and that is the last time we were on air. So be sure to check out episode 8 of Severely Open-Minded on the same exact platform that we built from top to bottom. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, KWTK pod for both of those. Why the fuck is this ad playing on my motherfucking screen? There we go. Let, let's look at a little look at a little highlights of here. On August 7th, the best fans in all of sports return to the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. And obviously, with the COVID and uh, the Delta variant going around, uh, this was something that happened last year in a lot of matchups, regardless of the promotion, regardless of what you think, what fights you think you may see. It all comes down to a, a positive COVID test. And or, and or negative, you know what I mean? Um, Because, I don't know, you know, like I said, they got to pass all of their COVID tests and, and all that, too. So, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of an anxiety-filled thing, you know what I mean? So, it's like, if you don't uh, pass your COVID test, then we're not going to see those fights, you know what I mean? Ah, oh, that's clean. I didn't know he had the... Uh, Water Waterburger uh, designed uh, Muay Thai shirt. That's a cool shirt. I mean, yeah, I mean, he has fucking power, man. And devastating ground and pound. Look at those fucking ground and pound shots. Dude, he, he's a d dangerous package, man, for sure. So if he gets the job done against Surreal, like I'm saying, man, interesting. And he's, Surreal's fucking good. And these French dudes know how to fight. Let me tell you, man. These French motherfuckers know how to fight. If if Surreal Gan wins, I I he, he makes me want to see him fight John Jones because he, he's just so similar in a lot of ways. I mean, John is one of the greatest of all time, but Surreal is 
is now. He is the modern day fighter. I'm excited to see this man. I'm really excited to see what he can do conditioning wise. I give it all the way to Surreal. I have not seen him get tired at all. Uh, I think that he he is absolutely uh, a superstar, man. And he will be a superstar bringing back another belt to France, regardless of if it's an interim belt or if it's the inaugural and these uh, the official belt. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be interesting. I'm very excited. Um, I'm more excited about this matchup than the rest of the card. But um, since we're talking about this matchup, we can dabble a little bit into the future. Okay, so say Cyril Gan wins. You can have Francis versus Cyril Gan in Paris. If not, that will put them in Vegas or something or sold out crowd or something like that. I mean, it will be huge for the French market if Francis and Cyril lock horns right now after this fight. Or we can have a, a rematch of the most boring fight in UFC history. There's storylines to this. When you're in the MMA world and whenever you cover the sport and whenever we sit here for an hour or more and, and talk about these things, we're, cre we're creating storylines. This sport creates storylines. So which storyline are you going to go with? Which one do you think is the most entertaining? Which one do you think has a better story to tell? A man who came into the UFC less than 20 fights, comes and becomes a world champion. Look at the form of Surreal Gan. I mean, Surreal Gan is absolutely freaking impressive, man. Let's, he's, he's absolutely impressive. I'm so excited for this. Let, let's, let me, Surreal Gan, let me see this. Uh, the embedded's are out too, so I mean, uh, oh, well, definitely have to check out the embedded's. Um, but yeah, it's a classic heavyweight matchup. It's going to be for the title. Um, would I have preferred this to be for the title? I mean, I never, ever would have imagined them making this belt or making this uh, fight for a belt because, like, we, we have Francis as as the champion already. So it's, like, it's so weird because we just seen him fight. But, hey, man, if it, if it secures them... A guaranteed shot at the champion, then by all means, it will uh, definitely be something to uh, think about for the near future. So, um, Cyril Gan, Derek Lewis for the interim UFC heavyweight title. Um, you can catch that one uh, live on pay per view uh, UFC 265. Um, Lewis versus Gan for the title at the top and like i said co-main event jose aldo taking on uh pedro munoz that's a fantastic fight uh pedro munoz is very good and jose aldo obviously been there done that former usc featherweight champion the long time featherweight champion one of the regarded as one of the greatest Heavy, I was gonna say heavyweights. We just got done talking about heavyweights for nearly twenty minutes. Um, he's one of the greatest bantamweights, one of the greatest lightweights. Or not, excuse me, lightweights. Look at me going off on an absolute funhouse. Greatest featherweights of all time. I mean, he's making a stake in his claim at bantamweight as well. How many fights has Jose had at? Uh, oh no 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 no! 
Jose Aldo. Let's see. Let me pull up his uh, record real quick. Let me see. All right. So, um, all right. So, Jose's last fight. Coming off of a win over Marla Nevera. Impressive. Very impressive win. Um, and he snapped the three-fight losing streak. Uh, that was uh, against Peter Jan, Marlon Marias, and then he lost to the champion now, uh, Volkanovski, before that. So, um, yeah, Jose Aldo versus... Um, and Jose Aldo's fought murderers role. I mean, look at that shit. Marlon Vera, Peter Jan, Alexander Volkanovski, Marlon Marias, Hanato Moncano, Jeremy Stevens, Max Holloway twice, Conor McGregor, Frankie Edgar, Chad Mendez, Ricardo Lamas. Are you kidding me? Jose Aldo's been fighting the best of the best for as much time as it's been able to as he's been able to. It's it's crazy, man. Jose is absolutely impressive. Um, let's look at Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz is very dangerous, man. Very, very, uh, you know, very uh, decorated and, uh, you know, um, former champion in another organization as well. So it uh, be interesting to see uh, how he uh, does against Jose, considering, like, he, he he's a legitimate guy, too. I mean, he's, he's fought a lot of really good guys as well. Um, very tough, has a chin of steel for sure. Um, first fight in the UFC, he lost by a unanimous decision. Now it's UFC 170. And then um, tested positive for steroids in um, 2014, won by submission uh, by guillotine in, in 39 seconds, but it oh, got overturned. Um, he lost to Jamie Rivera by split decision, then went on a four-fight win streak. Submitting Rob Font was one really impressive, and then he lost to John Dotson by split decision, um, went on a three-fight uh, win streak, beating Caraway, Brett Johns, and a knockout win over Cody Garbrandt, which is impressive. Uh, then he obviously lost to Aljamain Sterling, and then... Uh, a fight a lot of people thought he won. A split decision victory over uh, Frankie Edgar and then, obviously, um, Jimmy Rivera. But three out of his last four fights, ladies and gentlemen, he has amassed a fight of the night honors. So, uh, interesting fight for him. A banger of a card. A banger of a fight. Uh, Jose Aldo, it would be nice to see him go back to his uh, vintage leg kicks, man. Because those vintage leg kicks is what everybody feared over the years and stuff. And it's just very impressive to see what he was able to do early on with those leg kicks. And the amounts of pain that he put motherfuckers in. And just like, oh my god, that was absolutely fucking crazy. But, um, interesting, um, interesting fight. Interesting fight card. Um, and it uh, will be interesting to see who gets the job done. I mean, uh, a win for Jose Aldo, it, it would be good to keep him, in, obviously, in the mix. Not the featherweight title mix, um, but, you know, keep him relevant in 2021. And, obviously, he stayed relevant. I mean, a lot of people thought that his Bantamweight debut was be absolute, not terrible, but at, at the, this stage of his career. Jose is not only, like, 33 years old or some shit like that. Um, so, it's not like he's super old age-wise. It's just MMA-wise, he's, uh, 
he's um he's older. He's older in MMA. So um it's it's interesting, like I said. Um to see who might amass victorious in that one. And moving down from Jose Aldo and Pedro Munoz, we move to the 170-pound division. Michael Chiesa versus Vicente Luque. Um, Chiesa on a win streak as well, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how he fares in this fight. Let's see. Chiesa. There we go. Um, fought on the Ultimate Fighter. Um, four wins in a row. Uh, one over Mio Magni, the Dos Anos, very impressive. Diego Sanchez, very impressive. And the Carlos Condit one uh, submitted Carlos Condit at 170 pounds. So um, 170 pounds seems to be the one for Chiesa. He's not used to losing. His last losses uh, were sandwiched back-to-back. Two finish, uh, finishes, um, well, two losses by submission, excuse me. Technical rear naked choke, Chiesa Lee. And then uh, Anthony Pettis submitted him, um, what's it called, uh, by triangle armbar. But then his only other loss after that was a Lozon doctor stoppage and then the Masvidal. So the Masvidal, Lozon, Kevin Lee, and Pettis. That's the only people that have beaten him. I mean, technically, Lozon didn't beat him, so it would really only be Masvidal, um, Masvidal, Pettis, and uh, Kevin Lee because they finished him. And all of Kiesa's losses are by submission. Interesting fight. I think he has a lot of pressure. He has that grappling kind of base. Luke is very dangerous on the feet. So if you get uh, if he gets his hands on you, if he's able to land a lot of uh, whatever you know, land a lot of his uh, his strikes and stuff like he does, like he's really well known for doing. Um, it could be a very dangerous fight, but. Uh, It'd be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see how their styles collide because if if Luke can't stop the takedowns and the grappling and the the heavy pressure of Kiesa, which I do believe Kiesa will uh, proceed with forward pressure and put him up against the cage and, and try to tire him out, I think that's going to be a key to victory to tire him out and um, you know, obviously, I, I think it's an excellent fight. Striking-wise, power-wise, I'd say Vicente Luque is a little bit more pop, a lot more dangerous. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just, it just really depends, honestly, because Kies is not necessarily known for his knockout power. So it's going to be like, you know, obviously Vicente's power versus Michael Piesa, Michael Chiesa's grappling. So, I mean, this is like a, a, strike, a classic striker versus grappler. However, um, Chiesa's been in there with people who can do it all, and he has shut them down. So it shows you that there's levels to this game, and we will see that on Saturday night. And it'll be interesting to see um, who gets the job done. Um, but we are at 46 minutes into our show. Like I said, we'll, real quick, if you like our show, do subscribe, five-star rating, like, share, rate, review. Uh, we're available on Spotify. Uh, I 
Apple Podcasts and everywhere else you get your shows. Now, I believe it is time for... It's time for... It's time for... Fight Picks, ladies and gentlemen. Head on over to Verdict. Follow me on Verdict MMA. Um... G the King underscore official on Verdict MMA. So Derek Lewis, Surreal Gun, UFC two sixty five. I am going to pick Surreal Gun to win the undisputed, not the undisputed, excuse me, to win the interim UFC heavyweight title by unanimous decision. I am going against the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Unfortunately, in his home state, I am so sorry. Um, Josie Aldo versus Pedro Munoz. I'm going to go with the champion, Jose Aldo. The former champion, obviously, still like to call him a champion. The champion, Jose Aldo, I'm picking him to defeat Pedro Munoz by uh, unanimous decision. Uh, Chiesa to defeat Luque by unanimous decision. Uh, All right. And then from Chiesa, we go to Tisha Torres versus Angela Hill. Um, I'm going to go with Tisha Torres to win by decision. Should I bet some money on her? 200 200 experience points, all right. And then Song Yadong versus Casey Kenny. I'm going to go with uh, Song Yadong. Uh, I just think he's a... Uh, I'm just going to go with Decision, man. When I can't imagine fights and shit like that, I just go with Decision. All right. And then um, we've got Bobby Green versus Rafael Faziv. I'm going to go with Faziv because you know, Bobby Green... I mean, Bobby Green's a favorite. Is he a favorite? I'm going to go with Fazeev. A technical knockout. Rafael Fazeev is a fucking dangerous man. So, we've got our picks locked in for UFC 265, alright? Um, we don't got any other fight cards coming up. I mean, uh, yeah, so right now we have um, PFL 7, McDonald versus Cooper 3, Ray Cooper. Um... Oh, they fought twice. So this is the third time? Okay, I did not know that. All right. Uh, But that is our fight picks. Um, How much time we got left here on the clock? Um, So later on, I have work, as always. And uh, today is actually my Friday, too, I believe. So uh, we will just kill the rest of today. Um, I have not watched my shows, ladies and gentlemen. I have not watched my shows. Because I've finished all the seasons, but um, SWAT on CBS returns in September, I believe, FBI Most Wanted, the show on CBS returns, and FBI Regular, the regular uh, show returns too, so a bunch of new seasons back to back, so we'll have all that to watch. I've been watching Family Guy and stuff too, so I just, you know, like you get home hella late at night, and then you're just like, let me just put on something to have in the fucking background, you know what I mean? Something to have in the background, and then something to, uh, you know, uh, just play and stuff, and whatever else is that you want to do with your day, I do believe that is it for us, is that it? Anything else? We're gonna take a couple of uh, hits off this pipe, though. 
it's not the best weed. Like I said, it was a weed that they gave me. But uh, hey, man, if it gets you high, that's my code. If it gets you high, if it gets the job done, that's all that matters. Ooh. It is my Friday. It's my Friday. But um, I do believe that is it. Like I said, we are available everywhere. You get your shows. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. You can download us on us. You can, <coughs> sorry, I had freaking smoke in my lips. <laughs> um, we're available on Google as well, Google Podcasts. You can check us out everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. And like I said, subscribe to our sister show, Severely Open-Minded, every single week. I'm going to work on the notes tomorrow for episode nine. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take one last hit of this watermelon Z and we'll get the fuck out of your shoes. Um... Or ears, actually, in matter of fact, since I'm in people's ears. Ooh. It's like having these stizzies and stuff in the cartridges. It's like cigarettes. It's like my cigarettes. I don't smoke cigarettes, but it's kind of like that, too. So, um, tune in for a brand new episode of Severely Open-Minded. We will be back on Sunday, brand new episode of Kicking It With The King to recap Lewis versus Surreal Gan. Very interesting fight, a very exciting fight. I'm so fucking excited for it. I'm going to watch the countdown shows after this and catch up on the embeddeds and, and, and get to work on a lot of that other stuff too. So um, uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, this is Gabriel Hernandez signing off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll definitely promote this one. I feel like the last couple episodes we haven't promoted too much because the Spotify for prom the promo cards, the site is just, it's glitchy. It's running slow. So I haven't been able to put the promo cards. So I'm just going to post the links, post everything as I always do without the promo cards. Regardless of that, we were fine before the promo cards and we'll be fine without them. So like I said, ladies and gentlemen, tune in every single week. Subscribe, like, share, rate, and Review one final time. One final hit. We are out of here, baby. Thank you all for tuning in. See you all next week. We're out of this bitch. Bye, folks. Trying to get lit, music allowed these nigga with hits. I come to party, trying to get lit, music allowed these nigga with hits. If I hop on it and know what you get, I just go in like the flip of a switch.
come to party, trying to get lit. Music allowed this nigga with hits. If I have fun, then it what you get. I just go in like the pick of a switch. I come to party, trying to get lit. Music allowed this nigga with hits. If I have fun, then it what you get. I just go in like the pick of a switch. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Yeah. Party, party, let's get lit. Let's get lit, 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 lit. Party, party, let's get lit. Let's get lit, 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 lit. Party, if you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. Put them in the air, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the air. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. Put them in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If you feeling real good, put your hands in the yeah. I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up in the morning, I'ma get a bag. Get a bag, yeah. I'ma get a bag. Long as I wake up.